Life After the Fight is a show that speaks to everyday issues pertaining to our mind, body, and soul. We will address topics ranging from mental health, self-care, fatherhood, family, relationships, and more. Our goal is to encourage listeners to keep fighting through the obstacles, challenges, and struggles. The focal point is simple. Seek a fresh perspective. Become teachable and improve your overall health and wellness. If you're craving more growth and development, this podcast is for you. Well, Ricky, we're back again, man. Yes, we I'm are. so happy tonight uh, for us to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. But let me ask you first, uh, how are your boys? They're good. They're very good, man. They're, good, um, good, good. they're just getting ready for the next school year, man. One for college, one for high school. Nice, yes. nice, 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 man. I remember those years. Don't we all? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was thinking about something that my younger brother said that was so apropos, and I've mm-hmm. said this to so many people since he said it to me, and they yeah. all agree with it. The days seem so long, but the years go by so fast, man. They do. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I remember, I, I literally remember grade school, and now I'm looking at it like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I was just on vacation. I went back to see my, my oldest grandson. That was what was crazy. This wow. dude was out, he's going to be a senior in high school next year. And I'm like, wow. dude, I remember when I was in high school. Yes. And I got a grandson. That's going to high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, not going, but senior going year. to his senior year. Yeah. That's just crazy. I know. Well, anyway, I'm going to jump into this right now because it's been real important to me because this, this stemmed from observation of my younger son, who is currently in community college. And it was just interesting to me to see the things that he's interested in and things that he's not interested in. That when I was his age, I felt, I guess I gotta be honest, I felt so much, so much older and more mature yes. at 20 than his 20. Like my 20, I felt like I could conquer the world. His 20, I'd be afraid for him to go to the next town. And I asked myself, why is that? And it's because he spends so much time inside. And I was always an outdoor kid. Like, you know, I remember never forget when he was about 13, he was doing something in his room. And I said to him, I said, hey, Gio, you know what? I'm, I'm going to need you to go to the park, man. Look, just, just shut down what you're doing and go to the park. And I remember him coming up to me almost in tears. And said, Did I do something wrong? Am I being punished? Mm. And I started laughing. I said, <laughs> what? Are you being punished? I said, you know, when I was your age, punishment meant going to my room. I'm telling you to go outside to the park, play, meet some people, and you asking me, are you being punished? Man. I'm trying to show you freedom, but you seem to like bondage. I, I don't understand it. So it made me think about, uh, and let me, let, me, let me put my glasses on, because sometimes I can't even read what I wrote if I don't have them there. But the topic of the night, what are the ramifications or implications of the new social media. And the reason I'm asking this question, and I'm, I'm gonna give you a moment to, I wanna, I wanna go into a, a little bit of something before I give you a moment to respond. Mm-hmm. But it came to me that, you know, uh, social media, we've always had social media. 
Yes, we have. Social media is just people talking amongst themselves about a situation that's going on. That's social media. Back in the Middle Ages, they had the town crier. Somebody who would get in the middle of a town square and go, hear ye, hear ye, the king, the, the lady, or whoever, this is what's going on. And people would stand around and listen. That was social media. We think this, because we have computers now, the advent of social media is something new. It's not new. It's always been there. Nothing new under the sun. But what I'm discovering with this new social media, mm -hmm. this online, is that it's handicapping people. People are more concerned about what others think about what they do and how they look than they think of them on their own selves. Man. Like, what they think about themselves and what they think about what they do doesn't even matter if other people are casting doubt or shadow on it. And I was thinking about that in terms of, they, you know, people were talking about with the Roe v. Wade abortions. Like, yeah, I can't believe that they're they setting back abortion. Well, the new social media is doing more to prevent new births than abortions ever will. <laughs> because since everything is on Front Street through a tweet, a Twitter, or Everything. now we got threads, you know, people ain't getting together. They definitely ain't having sex. So in order to have kids, you gotta have sex. And these, I'm, Ricky, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't even know where to go with this now. Like, hey, man. you know, men and women, and and if you're gay, women and women, you, nobody knows how to communicate and talk to nobody no more. So. If you don't know how to talk to somebody, you can't definitely can't get together. And if your whole relationship, like with this new show I saw, Catfish, how are you gonna be in a relationship with somebody for four years you ain't never talked to, ain't never touched, ain't never kissed, ain't never hugged? You know what, Ricky? I'm sorry. Speak on it. Tell I, me I, what your thoughts are. Yeah, so 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 <laughs> I've had this conversation. I've had this conversation on a regular basis over the last few months. And Talk to other, you know, parents who have teenage, young adult kids as well. Um, I just wanted to just say this, man. I really, truly believe that this social media um, frenzy that we've been experiencing for the last 10 plus years, I simply believe it has to do with population control. Okay. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you why I say that. Now, for the audience out there, this is just a perspective. This is not me saying I'm right, y'all wrong. This is just a perspective that a lot of people may not be willing and ready to just go out and just say it, but I'm going to say it. That's what the show is for. Population control has a lot to do with this earth being overpopulated in certain areas mm. where the resources are either A, running out, or they're in danger of running out. Okay, And so... When you listen to the news and you read, because you can't just listen, you also got to read too, and you got to keep up with statistics and findings. Um, what I've learned over the last couple of years is the fact that there have been a lot of cases where the billionaire class have been preparing for years uh, to set up different types of um, um, locations of, of living for when the world comes to a halt in a sense of poverty. Um, there have been bungalows that have been built, mm -hmm. you know, by okay. billionaires, um, by the elite group. And so the, the, there has been a lot of stashing away by the rich. But at the same time, the poor continues to get poorer. Gotcha. Okay? So social media, in my opinion, has been created 
and this is just my opinion, has been created to put into the minds of the younger generation what they want them to know so they can self-sabotage them for any procreation later on. So if you can influence the young people to not be able to access what we know and understand as communication, you and I both know that when you don't effectively communicate, you immediately lose understanding. And when you don't have understanding, you lack power. So you have a lot of people, young people today, who lack power, who lack understanding, and lack communication. So therefore, they are either A, committing suicide, they are identifying with so many different pronouns, um, they're bullying, and this is all on social media, um, they're creating all these different types of platforms, and they're even putting themselves in positions of hurting themselves either permanently or temporarily just for the sake of likes, just mm -hmm. for the sake of numbers, just for the sake of followers. I just saw the other day, and this was, this was just, it, it really pierced my heart. I read in the news the other day and saw video pitch footage. It was reported about maybe seven people over the last two months have died as a result of making TikTok videos mm. of them getting on a boat on a river and jumping off of a boat full speed. And as they jump off the boat, they end up dying instantly because they either had a broken neck or broken back. And they were doing it for the sake of likes on TikTok. So the reason why I see social media as a ploy from the past to basically control how they want the future to be, because if you can get these young people to lose their natural mind, either they're going to die off quick because of committed suicide, they're going to die off quick because of stress, they're going to die off quick because of anxiety, they're going to die off quick because of depression. And you and I both know all those things leads to an early grave because at some point you self-destruct and then you deteriorate at a young age and then you just don't want to live no more. How many people under the age of 35 have died over the last three to four years, even when the pandemic started because they just didn't want to live anymore? And we're talking about not just poor. We're not talking about just middle class. We're talking about people with millions of dollars. We're talking about industry people. We're talking right, about athletes. Right, right. We're talking about socialites. We're talking about influential people who are who have been found dead because of, of an of an accidental, it's not accidental, accidental overdose, or found dead in their sleep, found dead in a hotel, uh, committed suicide. There's no note, but then there's a note over here. This world is self-destructing, and our younger people are the ones that spearheaded it because. Their minds have been altered because of social media. You and I both know, man, when we were growing up, we didn't have no social media. No. no we had like we that. had no. in look, we had in-person happenings, whether we met on the block, we met at the park, we met at the skating rink, we met at the bowling app. We also we all had places to go to and we would hang out and talk and had relationships and we communicated. We didn't have cell phones, we didn't even have beepers. We had pay phones and we had the rotor phones at home. And you only were able to make a call when you actually made it home. But during the day when you were out, you met up with people alive and in living color and you had long lasting conversations and relationships. 
how many people you know are kids age who actually have friends that they can go hang out with and have prosperous relationships and then we know about their family. I can't tell you I know any. Well, that's the reason I, I brought this up this evening because, you know, when I talk to my son, he's a very bright kid, vintage, yes. and, and so forth. But the one thing that, you know, when I was his age, or even younger, I, I went to other kids' houses and friends' houses, and like they came to my house. Definitely. And there's really no exchange of that. And everything that he seems to be doing is on his laptop or on his computer. computer. Yes. And he'll say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm 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 hanging out with friends. We're playing this game or that game." Go, so wait a minute. So you basically are virtually hanging virtually. out with these people. Virtually. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that one's at this house and that was at that house. I said, "Well, whatever happened, you guys just getting on your bike and just meeting, meeting up, the active physical representation in each other's presence." And I just find it so so it's disheartening because you know something you touched on earlier, population control. I mean, this is definitely gonna be population control because people aren't getting together, so there's no social interacting. No. And without social, no stimulation. Hey, look, if, if, if the one thing is for, for sure, lack of social connecting yes. physically yes. leads to a sexless society, which uh -huh. leads to no procreation. No procreation. So no. you're not gonna have any future children. No. If people aren't getting together and everyone is watching, you know, uh, I'm sure the pornography industry is like rampant right now because they're like, well, hey, we got everybody's undivided attention because nobody's physically getting together. No. So then we'll give them the illusion of whatever type of physicality that they thought they were going to get, which in and of itself is just sad. Uh, I was thinking about, and that's why earlier when you and I were talking about back in the day, the things we did and having fun. And you, you said that fun with less. It's interesting because our generation, we make enough money to be able to afford our children to have the life that we so-called thought we didn't have. But then I realized we had more fun with less than to nothing than they do with everything. Everything that they can possibly want or need. At their fingertips. Clothing, automobiles, everything. Yes. You name it. They have it because of the efforts of what we've done to make their lives better, only for them to put themselves in positions of what I consider self-inflicted isolation. And I just don't know where life for these people are going to go. Because here's the thing. With the advent of all these new creations coming out now, mm -hmm. chat GPT and all these other things, it just put me in mind, Ricky, of... Why is a human, as, as, as a human race, a species, sentient being, whatever you want to call us, why are we exchanging actual intelligence for artificial intelligence? That's why I was saying population. It makes no sense. You know, if you actually are intelligent, then use your intelligence <laughs> for other things than to create another non-emotional, non-caring, non-feeling species of artificial intelligence that, you know, they said, well, the reason we have these things is because they can compute and calculate things that will take us a thousand years to figure out if they can do it in a matter of hours. Well, if you can create something that can do that, wouldn't it figure out that it doesn't need you anymore? 
man hasn't thought that deep and far because George, the sad part about the AI, artificial intelligence, our audience, is that they can and will outsmart you. Because if you and they don't have the they don't have the gun, I mean to cut you off, they don't have the governance of emotion to cut them off. That's what I'm saying. So if you listen, if you create them to get a job done, you have put a certain computer device together for it to be able to solely focus on one thing only. Like you said, no emotions, no feelings. So guess what? No rational decisions, no consideration, no thoughtfulness. The heart doesn't exist because they don't have a heart. They have a hard drive. So whatever you down for or 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 you download into that hard drive, that hard drive is only going to function on what you put in it. And there's a possibility that it can actually create its own systematic failure where now there's a breach. Now it is, wait a minute, wait, it's, it's getting out of hand. It's doing, yes, because you created this machine that you didn't realize how it can malfunction. And if it malfunctions, then you're in danger. Well, here's the thing. It's so smart. What we view as a malfunction is just simply machine learning. Machine learning. That's it. Not, it's not really a malfunction. It's a calculation. That's it. That's it. We call it a malfunction. That's it. It's a calculation. Because they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, you didn't set any standards for me not to. Exactly. I, give me the example. And I, I, for our audience listening, I, I'm, not, I'm not promoting this movie. But I saw this movie <laughs> called Megan where this woman created this. Well, I'm not, I'm not spoiler alert, so give me anything away. But basically, the little girl had a doll that became her best friend. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I thought that was sad about it is if you got to create a non-sentient being to be your best friend, maybe you need to get out more and meet other people, okay? <laughs> Just because everyone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean you should dislike them. Maybe they have a different perspective, That's ideas, it. or thoughts that maybe you could utilize to help you become a better person. But don't set yourself up for failure in life because... You just feel like everything needs to go your way, your way. at all times. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why when I look at these things, you know, that are set up, and I call it again the new social media, because we've always had social media, but just not to this extent where things are on steroids now, where whatever you do, you gotta see if people like, like you said earlier, Ricky, likes. I'm gonna take a picture of my vacation. And if I don't get enough likes, then maybe I should go to another place. Another place. Time. I need to outdo. If I don't get enough likes on my outfit or the dinner I prepared. Yes, yes. I mean, I just it, it's just laughable to me. Even when I see the food that people take pictures of, I go, when did it become popular to take a picture of your dinner? <laughs> like, hey, I'm having lobster and you're not. So is your, is your idea to shame other people? Because I'm, I, when I see these things, I question, are you, are you getting back to something we talked about before about pride? Are you so proud of what you're, what you're eating? Or are you placing that picture because you're saying kind of like when we were kids, nah, 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 I got it. I got you going. 
you attention. Know, <laughs> you know what? Let, let me say this to you. Attention is a new drug, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, this this is a, this is a term on the street. So I'm going to say this in advance. No offense to the audience, but a term on the streets will call that an attention whore. Okay. An attention whore on the streets is a person who lives, breathes, and eats attention seeking affirmation from whoever they can get it from. And so when you look at social media, you see so many people that are so focused on getting certain response to fill the void of insecurity. Mm. And guess what? The loneliness that they feel because they feel that their life is not adequate enough to live without an image. And so social media allows you to create your own image and create your own audience. And then you can train your audience on how you want to be received or perceived. That's a good point. You know what? You just made me think of something because proverbially speaking, I don't want to go down a negative rabbit hole with this audience. So I hope you don't that you can see where I'm trying to go with this next is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky, what do you think the solution is? Because I know that everything that has been done can be turned around because as well, human definitely. beings, we created it, we can uncreate it, and we can go a different route. What do you? What would you say to our listeners right now that could be done uh, to get away from the destructiveness of what the new social media is trying to lead them to? You know, that's a good question. Um, I, I just really think that it, it starts with better parenting. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say that is because as parents, we are to monitor what our kids are exposed to. Okay. Um, that's our job. That's our responsibility. Right, right, right. Um, but also, too, to really shed light. Cause, and, and I'm glad you said the positive thing because I, you know, I would know where thinking turns into a negative discussion. But when you look at what social media represents, there's going to be positive and negatives in everything. Of course. And because we live in a time where that's that's all they know, we do have to respect that because that's what our kids are accustomed to because that's what they were born into. Right. They can never relate. That's their normality. They, yeah, that's normal. That's their norm. They're not going to be able to relate to you and I when we didn't have that. Right. So what we have to do is try to learn and understand them where they're at, but also still allow parenting to be that center divider because we have balance. Like I don't, I don't tell my boys not to get on social media. I don't tell them to stay off it. What I do tell them is be careful with what you feed your brain. Be careful what you look for. Be careful careful what you uh, read because it's made to influence you in a way, whether it's negative or positive. And so my job as a parent is being able to share. Now, I'm on social media for two reasons. One, just to keep up with old friends from high school and college gotcha, gotcha. And, and, and elementary school. Okay. But I also keep on it so I can stay relevant. So I can talk to my boys and I can have that dialogue. And let's just say it's something I don't really understand. I say, you know what, son? What's this term? What does this mean? Oh, that's such a set I said, really? So what I do is I spark now a conversation. And based on that conversation... I can now redirect them in a way so they will be, okay, man, dad, I didn't realize that yet. So I'm giving them to think about what they're seeing, like, okay, it's cool, but then try not to veer too much to the right on that because it can lead way down there. Stay kind of like in the middle, 
be aware. And if you see something that's kind of a concern, let's talk about it. So I'm glad you said that, Ricky, because that's something that uh, I could use for myself with talking to not just my son, but even my grandkids yes. and other people and saying, hey, yes. you know what? Social media is not all bad. No, it's not. It's not there, at all. There are a lot of good things. A lot of good, good information. But, but, but yeah. have balance and, and boundaries. Yeah. In, in your social media, in, in your dealings with your social media part, also find reasons to have actual human interaction. Yes. Have conversations. Meet people, have conversations, listen to different perspectives, yes. and not just be influenced by just the flick of a button, a text, or just someone taking a picture, or as you said earlier, doing a, a TikTok thing, trying to get attention. Understand those things for what they are, but also realize you live in a human world yes. with real life real people. Life people. And you have real life interactions. Have conversations, man. I mean, because you and I both know this. There's nothing like a stimulating conversation yeah. where you are releasing endorphins in the brain that allows you to experience a certain euphoria only that can only be accomplished through words. Right. Not just actions. Right. So somebody can say something to you. And I, I deal with this all the time. A gentleman or a lady will say to me, you know what? I really need to hear that today. Or you made my day. All I did was share something positive. Or I gave them a compliment about something they were either wearing or something they were doing. But it was just words of affirmation and acknowledgement. These people are not used to people just having conversations. They're just used to seeing people, but no one speaks. But when you speak and the person has been yearning that, it's like that made their day. And the last thing I want to say before we wrap it up is we talk about, you know, back in the day says, you know, if you get like 10 hugs a day, yeah. it'll take the headache or the pain away or whatever. The power of touch is so important. But touch and communication go hand in hand because guess what? We were created to have feelings and emotions. But if those feelings and emotions are not stimulated in the proper way, guess what's going to happen? It's going to impact the way we respond and react to people. And then we start to isolate and shut down. And now we become non-verbal. Right. And we have what you call being um, dormant in our feelings. We're not able to really express how we feel because we're afraid that no one is going to receive us. Well, that's, really that's 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 such a good point that you said about the spoken word. The spoken word is so much more powerful than anything written. Yes. And I can attest to that yes. because real life situations for myself is with the advent of people not wanting to be on the phone and talking. I remember one time, a long time ago, texting someone something about work that was work related, and they text me something back like, "Wow, why are you being so rude?" And what I did was I immediately called them. And there said, you go. Well, explain to me explain. where I was rude. And they said, well, you said this and that and the other and the other. And I was mindful enough to say, you know what? I'm glad you called because that's yes. not what I meant. And you also remind me that words, text, does not have inflection. It does not. And because you didn't hear the inflection behind what I was trying to convey, yes. you took it as me being rude, and that's not what I was trying In to convey. I was just quickly responding to what you had to say. Yes. But with my 
with my shortness, you took it as being rude. I wasn't being rude. I was simply trying to be efficient. And the person said, oh, okay. And well, now it all makes clarity. sense. Clarity. Clarity. That's it. So that's it. Go. Yeah. So I got nothing else to say on this anyway. other than I wanted to bring it to yeah. your attention yeah. and our audience attention that, you know, there's nothing wrong with social media, but understand that social media is not human interaction and connection. It's not. It's a place where you can hide behind your words and not be held accountable for them. And that's what we're finding. So many people now are actually being accountable for them, which is a whole nother story. But some of their words they put out there have come back to cause them major repercussions in their lives. And money. And money. money. When, you look at, when you look at these athletes, <laughs> they have lost so many Put the wrong endorsements. Tweet, uh, long yeah. endorsement. they, listen, yeah. all they were doing was being human and expressing their feelings, and they get scrutinized on social media. So now, based on the influence of social media, these athletes have have to pay fines or have lost endorsement deals because the of the influence of people on social media, and in some cases, lost their whole career. Lost their whole career. So, so well, life after the fight, man. We 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 did it again, and for the audience, we just want to just give you the opportunity to open up and broaden your perspective on life and just be able to just take a second and look at both sides of the spectrum and see how we can make things better and how we can uh, lessen the pain or struggles that we experience just based on not being you know well informed yeah i want to end it with just saying ricky and myself thank you yes for listening thank you and thank yourselves for listening too, because I know that we probably expressed some things that are going to put you in a place to view things just a little bit differently. There you go. Have a great day, afternoon, or evening. Ricky, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Until next time. Until next time. All right.